You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and possums alike. Once again, hearing my voice, which means the the late and great Joe Wiggins is no longer with us for the, the for this week. Um, but anyway, here we are. We're going to talk a little IDP, get you get you kind of some updates of what's happened throughout the week, and some you know breakout candidates that could uh, help your team. So, no bye weeks this week, correct? If I'm None. correct, what, what I don't it know. Is- no, the NFL sucks. I mean, when they playing this shit out, it doesn't make any sense. Why did we have like six teams on a bye last week? And then this week we have zero. This isn't a holiday. Like I can see why they wouldn't do it on Thanksgiving weekends or like Christmas or anything. But just the last weekend of October, we're just not doing bye weeks. Cool. Sounds Halloween good. Halloween football, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, weird. I was like looking at some of the game previews and I was like, I don't get this, but okay, here we are. But Anyway, oh, it is IDP. Uh, big, big news. Uh, the our team, because Billy now can continue being an Eagles fan since they won uh, we. on Sunday. We, um, our team, got ourselves some Kevin Byard. Uh, Edmonds fifth and a sixth for that. Uh, Edmonds has looked like a complete liability out there, and actually, ironically, the only real healthy defensive back on the team. Um, I love this uh, all over. Um, what, what do you What do you think about Kevin Byard? No, I mean, Howie Roseman just continues to prove that he is easily the best GM working right now. Like, he's doing what the Rams were doing, but he's not giving up that crucial draft capital to make some of these moves. I mean, th- th- this has just been a masterclass of how to build a team, and a lot of people are like, how do they have cap room and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. They have a ton of rookies on the effing team, guys. Like, it's not that they're circumventing the, the cap, like – the Rams did when they got like Ramsey and all them and Matt Stafford, like they're not doing any kind of tricks. They're just drafting well and then making strategic great trades to build a very good infrastructure of this team. And Bayard is just there to make it even better. Sydney Brown's not a hundred percent ready to take over the starting position. So having a veteran there like Bayard is only going to improve this team for the long run. 
Yeah, I will say I was really wrong about Sidney Brown. I've tried to, I've tried to, I might need to unpin that tweet on Twitter now. Uh, but at the moment, for the time being, Kevin Byard. He's there. a rookie. I know. I was just excited. I, I was excited to see him. But Reed Blankenship uh, should be coming back this week as well, so they should have the both the tandem. I'll be interested to see how this kind of plays out, especially with Byard in the first week. I mean, it's a safety role, so it's not, you know, rocket science to say, hey, you're just going to be a safety. But I, I'm wondering if uh, a full workload is in there. I'd be interested just because we're playing uh, Washington. You know, how does there's some questionable balls out yeah. there? So uh, interesting to see what might happen there. Bayard might be able to kind of get his welcome to Philly a little earlier than need be. So. Well, I just like to say I appreciate the Tennessee Titans fan base for continuing to funnel your talent to Philadelphia to make them what they are supposed to be. So I appreciate it. Very interesting to say the least. Um, yeah. Give us AJ then, Brown. Now you give us Kevin Byard. Like, thank God. Thank you. It's it's looking really bad for Tennessee, and they already they also said, which we'll probably talk about on the on the actual offensive side as well. But uh, Hopkins is now on the trade block as well. You just signed up, dude. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Henry too. One of their cornerstones of their franchise yeah sad good. times sorry tennessee anyway um let's get into actually uh ironically continue talking about tennessee uh Kayvon wallace the surprise cut of the week uh had a really phenomenal season all week in arizona and picked up by tennessee i believe at least on sleeper it says he's on tennessee i did not see the actual news um so essentially replacing Bayard. Um, they also have Imani Hooker, who would I would imagine see the biggest workload in that defense, which should be on the field a lot because it's Tennessee. Um, but yeah, Kayvon Wallace, a uh, weird cut for Arizona. Not, I mean, understand he didn't really have a role. Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker. Uh, obviously, the two in Arizona both startable at this point after the cut. But I, I guess I just didn't see that coming. Played really well. Cheap, young person. I mean, I assume, yes, he's going to need a contract at some point, but... I, was he just doing too good for Arizona? They're like, Ooh, calm down. We can't afford you. Or I, I honestly don't know because how could you have not found a trade, find a trade partner for him? I mean, even if it was a seventh round pick swap or something like a sixth for a seventh situation, don't know how somebody wouldn't have just given you that. But then again, who knows? Like this team is just trying to shred every ounce of the last regime and i thought Kayvon wallace was going to be a part of the new part of the new regime but i guess not yeah also an eagles we haven't stopped talking about the eagles yet which is really great it's true and i'm just going to jump right back into the eagles um you can hop back on if you have any more defensive backs i didn't really mean to order it like this but here we are uh just with the news uh but yeah no back to the eagles the eagles just defensive line wise uh josh sweat reddick you're starting anyway and Jalen Carter should all be played this week against the most sacked quarterback. Um, I know Sweat's kind of had a uh, hit and miss season. Um, he's he's been out there a pretty good percentage of the time, though. I mean, they they rotate li uh, linemen on the Eagles as it is, uh, but Sweat has been picking up the sacks as it is, and Washington is the most sacked quarterback or team altogether. So Sweat, and then of course Carter as well. I would say that those three. I mean, but honestly, I'd be okay with throwing Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. Jordan Davis, for some reason, is losing playing time to uh, – I don't even want to talk about who it is because I, I don't remember his name or do I care. Milton Williams. I, I don't get why Jordan Davis is only getting 28 snaps a game, but uh, also picking up snap sacks here and there. So, honestly, just all the D-line against Washington. Um, just love it. I mean, maybe not Jordan Davis. Let's calm down. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, going any team going against Washington is going to be the team that you fire up your defensive ends or defensive backs. Um, before we get out of Washington, though, um, big 
trade rumors coming about Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Um, both appear that they're not going to be re-signed by Washington, so they could easily be on the move. Uh, the Chase Young to the Lions has been rumored for so long that I, I can't believe it hasn't already happened by now. But like, I feel like Chase Young might be a Lion at some point in this season, but it appears as if one or both are going to be on the move. So that is something to keep in, in contact with. And then you need to look at who their backups are because those people are going to become relevant just for the fact that they now have a starting role. It's kind of wild for a three and four team in an NFC with, you know, nobody over five and two as the second, like you're literally one game you're in a wild card spot, hypothetically, or one game back from a wild card spot, depending on how the tiebreakers go to sell on a team that has potential. I, I, I actually was literally told, I said last week on the pod that I think the commander should sell, but I really like, let's see what you got first. You know what I mean? I, I there's one week left. I mean, I could see, Getting some getting a second round pick out of Chase Young is could be pretty interesting for sure. Uh Monta Sweat, I don't think you're getting anything for, and he's been playing really great. So I don't know. I it, it's Here's just the thing. new owner. There hasn't happened yet, but there will probably be a new GM, probably new be a new coach. It's just a complete reshuffling the deck. I mean, you think you're gonna move forward with pieces like Dotson, McLaurin, those kind of pieces because they're cheap and you know. You're going to have them for a while, probably. But like the rest of the regime, it's time to start flushing some of those things out. And if they are actually going to sell before the deadline, that should tell you that it's, you know, it's going to be a completely new face of the team next season. Yeah, Chase Young, I would say probably the most likely just because of the actual capital you can get from it. Um, Plus they declined his fifth year option. Like they don't even, they could have just picked it up and just kept him on the team for another year and they declined it. So that should tell you that they're willing and wanting to move him out of there. Yeah, I I, I don't get it. But yeah, it's it's probably happening. Um, It'll be interesting to see trade deadline next week. We should actually, all of it will be done before you guys get on the pod next week. I won't be here, unfortunately, but uh, Joe and Billy will break down everything that happened for the deadline. And I'll, I'll even chime in my notes here and there. Hopefully please NFL, please let's have a good trade deadline. Let's make good teams better and bad teams, you know, potentially better in the future. Just something happen. Trade deadline always creeps up on me and I always go, Oh, and then they, everybody gets hyped about it. And they're like, Oh, so-and-so is about to get moved. And then like two backup cornerbacks get traded and that's it. And you're just, well, Jerry Judy better not be on the team next week. That's all I'm saying because they're he's been literally for not so long. They've, he's been rumored for so long to be leaving that team this year that like he needs to be gone. Like if they're not going to use him and he's not going to, you know, this is the IDP pod. We'll get into that later. But yeah, Denver, you need to be doing something. Oh, that's another one uh, that I forgot to mention in the defensive backs. Pat Sertain is apparently on the block in Denver. Oh. If you get rid of Sertain, there is no direction. Of your of your entire team, there is nothing because Pat Sertain is amazing, and unless you're getting a king's ransom back, there really is no reason that he should be on the block. But I've heard very big rumors swirling that Pat Sertain could be on the move. Wow, um, that's actually really funny. I saw a bunch of stuff on Twitter about him being traded, but I just assumed it was a joke at the Broncos. But I guess they are the joke because the fact that they're actually thinking about trading him or at least rumored to be is pretty embarrassing. But anyway, back to the IDP pod. Uh, I mean, technically that was still IDP, but um, defensive line wise, a lot of young kind of rotational pieces and, you know, veteran rotational pieces that have kind of been making some noise. Um, I know that uh, Miami has a pretty decent rotation, but 
It is nice to see Bradley Chubb with back-to-back weeks uh, with sacks and three of them in two weeks. Um, Wilkins, Zeeler, Phillips, uh, they all kind of get theirs. Van Ginkle was getting his for a while and kind of still is a little bit slow the last couple weeks. But um, I, I don't know. Do you have any advice on these rotational pieces? Because I mean, I picked up Van Ginkle. I started him a couple weeks. Um, I had Christian Wilkins starting in a couple leagues for a couple couple weeks and I don't know, seeing Bradley Chubb, is this going to continue? Is this just going to be someone else's next week? Or like, what, what are you, what are you feeling about this? I mean, Phillips looked like a madman. He, he got home one time and had seven tackles in the Eagles game. Is I just, just don't know if you're ever going to know who to play each week with these guys. I think they're best to be used as bi-week fill-ins, but hopefully you either a have picked up somebody off of waivers that you trust a little bit more than these guys or be like, you're just going to hope that this team eventually figures out what they want to be on defense, at least what we think they could have been, because I was hoping that with Fangio there, that this defense would be a lot more ferocious, but they have been a lot more bark than bite, uh, at least this season. So I would say bye week fill-ins at best. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's get right to another one of these and just kind of see if there's anything that stands out here. Uh, Baltimore, Kyle Van Noy with, two games now in a row with once again, one sack, two sacks, uh, only been back for four games. So the snap counts trending upward. The, the plays are coming. Uh, Jadavian Clowney's, you know, once again, kind of one here and there, here and there, Baltimore's getting the most sacks in the league. Is Van Noy a real deal? Or are we once again, bi-week fill-ins? We don't want to chance everything on that. I, unfortunately, yeah, I just, Calvin always been too inconsistent for me to be trusting him week in and week out. It's just, I mean, for him, this is week three and four of the season and he's coming along. Is this Hassan Reddick coming along? And obviously not Hassan Reddick, but you know, we're getting some consistency out of him. I hope. I mean, it's somebody that definitely like that. If you have him on your team, you're not going to drop him for any reason, but trusting him in your starting lineup. I mean, whether it's, you know, maybe an injury happens or something that brings him into your starting lineup. I don't, I don't know. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I digress. I'll stop talking about old people. Um, and hope <laughs> it, I, I just like to see it. I mean, I, like I've been wanting Bradley Chubb to be a thing his entire career. I mean, me too. I was, I was, you know, the leading the bandwagon for the Miami defense this year and they just haven't been it. And maybe, and this is just the saddest thing ever, but maybe when Jalen Ramsey comes back, maybe this team will finally like click into place, but I don't know. Like, and Xavier Howard say. missing last week too. And, so. Yeah. And Xavier Howard. Okay. Maybe, maybe it clicks into place. All right. Well, let's talk about a, a younger guy. Uh, never mind. He's okay. kind of mid range as well, but Samson Ebucom, uh from the Colts has been tearing it up uh, four sacks this year, uh, but also making plays in between lots of pass defended stuffs, uh, QB hits and all. Um, is this Colts defense finally getting a star? I mean, Quiddy Pay is also doing pretty well as well. I just feel like Ebucom is pretty free agent wise, uh, but him and Quiddy are Quiddy kind of slowed down after the first few games. So, well, that and that's that's why this one is the first one that you've said that I'm like, yes, you definitely need to buy in on him because okay. I think he is what they want Quiddy Pay to be. Um, Quiddy Pay started out, I I mean, I picked him up, I fell for the hype too, and he's just completely fallen off. Samson seems like a much more reliable option going forward. Yeah. Um, I actually traded, Ebi, uh, not have become quitty to Joe for Hassan Reddick. And it was looking like a really good, well, there's other stuff involved, but uh, it was looking like a really good trade for Joe. And I was just grinding my teeth the first couple weeks. Cause quitty was just going off. So I don't know this Colts defense. Yeah. I just feel like 
obviously linebackers, we know what they got there. The safeties, Blackman, a couple mm-hmm. other guys out there that will actually make some points. But the D line, if consistent, this defense could actually be pretty good. I mean, they're putting they're playing good games. I mean, the Cleveland game was a little bit out of hand, but. Well, they've been looking for somebody to go into that Buckner role, and they haven't really found a guy. And they were hoping it was going to be Quiddy Pay. That's what they, you know, drafted him for. But you know, if it's Samson, that's fine too. Fair enough. I have um, one more defensive end thing before we move on to linebackers. Okay, uh, so the Seahawks signed Frank Clark today, reuniting him back to uh, Seattle. Uh, they had Uchenna Nuosu. I'm going to pretend that's how you say that. He I went that. down for a se- season-ending injury, and it looks like Frank Clark might be coming back in to fill his role. Frank Clark is 30 years old, most recently played for the Chiefs. Uh, would you think this is a somebody that you need to go pick up right now, or you know, is it we need to wait and see? Uh, my, my only thing with Frank Clark coming home to the Chiefs, playing against his old team for you know the last four years, that could be really interesting. Um, obviously going to be on a snap count. Like once again, though, I feel like a defensive line role, like you're any time he's out there, he's just going to be straight rushing. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be yeah. impossible to figure out what his job is to be on the field. I, I can understand for a linebacker, knowing coverages and whatnot. Um, it'll be interesting to see to, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm playing him this week. I feel like, I feel like this team has a lot of, uh, you know, defensive line already uh that's actually been doing pretty decent young young guys bonito and uh who's the other guy bonito uh, is on broncos oh talking about seahawks oh he's seahawks. on seahawks i'm sorry that's yes. my bad he was, was on. on the chiefs and he got signed to the seahawks he was one of the original legion of boom players back in the i don't hmm. know 2012 or whatever i don't want to talk about and it. he's back there now all right, well, Sleeper well, says, he's, Gosh, Sleeper says awesome. he's on Denver, man. I'm sorry. He is not on Denver. All right, well, I was thinking, you know, revenge game, but still. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Pff, fuck no. Not right now. <laughs> Fair enough. I was going to say, not yet. I would like to see it first before you throw out defensive linemen. Like, linebackers and safeties, even then, I still like to see it. Um, we've seen what happened with Dean these last two weeks. Like, he's come back from the injury. I've sat I played him twice now, and I think I'm going to sit him, and he's probably going to go off, so... Fair enough. Well, okay, thanks. I want to start. I want to start out the linebackers because I got a fun one for you before Please we do. go. Before we get into the real ones, so Blake Martinez, Josh might be back. He uh, had a tryout today with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, for those of you out there that don't know, uh, Blake he retired. Retired from football from the Raiders to pursue a uh, life of Pokemon cards. And what ended up happening was earlier this year, he was banned from trade or selling Pokemon cards uh, because of an incident on camera where he was swapping out the packs. And you, that's like the one thing I basically is you blackballed from the community if you do that. And that's what happened. So it appears as if he might be trying to make a small little comeback to the NFL. Josh Blake Martinez on the Panthers. Does that interest you at all? Uh, Maybe dude. he has a sign there. It was just a workout. You you told me about this story in the off season or whenever it happened, and I was just like, "What?" And I actually have some friends who are truly into Pokemon, like hardcore, and I could imagine mm-hmm. they probably like, "Fuck that guy." Um, <laughs> honestly, he was good when he retired. I, I'm not really yeah. sure why. He, I mean, I guess he had some. Well, he's making years. money doing Pokemon. Like, he was making more money doing that. I I guess the last two years of his career, he just got injured and just didn't look the same. Um, probably not just because. Camus, Grugier Hill, and 
not not great by any means, but uh, him and Frankie Luvu. The only issue is Luvu's been just injured like on and off all year. So like yeah. if he's in Luvu's role, I think yes. If hypothetically Luvu's out for whatever reason or hits an IR stint. Um, that could be interesting, but at the moment, like there's no there's no role for him. I know Gurgia Hill is not great, but like he's still going to get the snaps. Well, to the people out there, if you do have a random empty bench spot that you're just like, I don't know what to do with this, maybe stash him. Just interesting stash. If you have a small bench, don't bother. But if you do have an interestingly big bench, or you have a lot of people on IR that you're like, I need to fill up these spots, might be a, might be worth a stash. Yeah, um, I mean, same same with what I said a couple weeks ago. Rashawn Evans um, hasn't quite seen the field yet for the Cowboys. Uh, linebackers are doing okay, but in, in his stead or in everybody's stead being injured with Van Der Esch, um, this might be the week he gets out on the field. So um, same with him. Stash him. Just see what you can do. All right, let's get into real news. All right, I, I, I love the fake news. It's it was great, a fun one. It was, a fun it was fun, I will say. I, I just I, I botched it on the other one. So, uh, But yeah, anyway, Nick Bolton out for the remainder of Fantasy it's sad we hate to see it i mean they said two months that's the remainder of fantasy in reality i mean hypothetically playoff run sure um who's the guy now because nobody did anything last week on defense with bolton out i know he didn't go out till late in the game but um tranquil like with one tackle one sack billy gay looking okay throughout <laughs> nice uh and justin reed could soak up some of them tackles too i just I don't know. Do they go out and sign somebody? Do they? I they... I think they're going to sign somebody because this defense is really good. So, I mean, they're still oh. like one of the top defenses going right now. And like any team, anybody that is playing against them, um, you might as well. But I don't know who's going to, you know, who's going to even be out there available that's going to be able to come in and fill that void of Nick Bolton because just of what he brought in a tackle perspective. And especially for IDP, like, you know, you're out there looking for somebody who can fill that. I don't I don't know if it's available. So it might be Drew Tranquil, but it just in a lesser extent. Yeah, I mean, for the three games Bolton was out, Tranquil had eight, eight, nine tackles with a half sack and a forced fumble. So, I mean, he was definitely usable, 15-something fantasy points. Um, Willie Gay in that same time did just about nothing. So uh, five tackles, six tackles. So... I mean, I have to assume it's going to be him, but at the same time, I, I don't know why, but I have this strange feeling that uh, Justin Reed might just see a bit of increase, even though he really didn't see much of an increase in that time. Yeah. So I guess that's I interesting. Obviously, obviously sad for the Chiefs, but obviously should be back for the playoffs. Uh, just talking about for fantasy perspective. I mean, at this point, what week eight? Four if, months, by the way, months. just so everybody out there is clear, if drew tranquils to go down the backup to the backup is jack cochran yep <laughs> jack cochran just, throw, just throwing that name out there he's only a special teamer right now but i mean you know i don't think you know what they it. need to do you know what they need to do and i know they probably won't because it's just too good to be true they need to go get jack sanborn from chicago they have too many linebackers as it is just get Sanborn in there. He cleans up tackles. So, like, it seems like that would be a good, at least, Band-Aid. You think Rashawn Evans is kicking himself for signing with the Cowboys now? He's like, fuck. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> fuck, I knew this was going to happen. I was going to get all the definitely Chiefs. a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Just, uh, might be a little bit. All right, in other news, other injury news, uh, Devondre Campbell, with him down, um, Isaiah McDuffie has back-to-back double-digit tackles uh, in weeks, in the last two weeks. Campbell's return date may be approaching. Um, 
and Quay Walker has just been a complete boomer bust. Uh, you'll get those 14 and 17 tackle games, and then you'll also get those four and five tackle games, uh, which can kind of make a break week. But uh, McDuffie's been the true constant in Green Bay. Uh, yeah, in Green Bay. Um, I have to, or McDuffie, right? I feel like I'm tripping. Now I don't know because you have me second guessing it. Riveting audio, Josh. It's McDuffie. For- it's McDuffie. Okay. My apologies. I, I was thinking of the McDuffie from the Chiefs, and I was like, wait, am I? Yeah, Trent again? McDuffie. Well, that's what I was like. Oh, my God, he wrote down the wrong name. But then I was like, no. no to right. be fair, it's I do that idea. shit. All right, anyway, bear I with know, us here. Joe's not saying. here for the, for the silent audio here. But anyway, Isaiah McDuffie, 10 tackles last two games, seven tackles game before, six tackles, just kind of creeping up on that workload. Um, we're not really sure when Devondre Campbell comes back. And obviously that, that train comes to a roaring end when it does dig get a limited practice in Wednesday. Um, just saying if he ha- hypothetically misses here, you pretty much got to play him. I mean, two yeah. straight, three straight games missed, uh, and a buy in between all of that. So, and you got, uh, Minnesota on tap who, you know, just is always on the field on offense somehow. So always needing points. So. I, just something I think he might. I think he might be back, but just in case he's not, I just like to give people options for those uh, those out there. And yeah, Quay Walker. I, I didn't realize the kind of year he's having because I don't have any uh, shares of him anywhere. But uh, Jesus, man, what a what a roller coaster of a season for him. Not somebody I would gamble on. Let's put it that way. Um, in other injury news, Divine Diablo went down with an ankle injury, not saying anything about it just yet. Uh, he could be back. Um, he, they're also playing the Bears. Um, they also lost the Bears, so never mind. They needed him. Uh, Robert Spillane will be the immediate uh, bump of shares at that point, and then Luke Masterson could also see some. So just some uh, injuries out there to keep in mind in case these people do go out at the last minute and say you have these people on your team so or other crazy this ensues and you just need a linebacker. Uh, Spillane uh, had this little kind of run in the beginning of the year too. So would imagine it'd be pretty big, big for him in the future. So yeah, no, no notes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not super, um, super big, but I do have a question for you. Sure. Say you have Shaq Leonard and his workload seems to be kind of on the incline. Uh, you should probably start him here, right? Even knowing Has- that he'll still be has to be started from here on out. I mean, it, unless he gets hurt again, I know that, you know, the bombers of the world out there are just waiting for the day that he finally just doesn't do anything anymore, but you can't argue with how he's doing so far. I mean, he hasn't had one of those like crazy Shaq Leonard games of the past, but I feel like it's coming. I mean, just the way that the train's barreling down the tracks. I mean, seven tackles from a linebacker's, pretty solid as it is. I've had worse. Everybody's had worse on their teams. Uh, it's all right, but he used to be, you know, doing sexy. crazy stuff yeah. out there. I mean, I still think that this is still just kind of getting back to the football, being able to take the hit, being able to get through it, uh, but played the majority of the snaps this, these last two weeks. So I'm assuming that he's back at it. I don't know. I like this. I like to think that if you have him on your team, you pretty much have to put him in. Have to. And then let's talk about another disappointment uh, that has been disappointing. Uh, Mr. Devin White. And I, I'm just going to say, I don't even have a question here. I just wanted to, I just want a statement here. I don't know what you guys should do. Um, I see him all over the field. It's just not translating into points. And you think you'd play in Buffalo on Thursday. You have to imagine they'll flip it back. But honestly, we're just, we're just going to have to see. 
and if you're listening to this after the, after the game already, I'm sorry to disappoint you again. And he probably did it to me too. So just, just a nice little somber. What's frustrating is we always knew De- uh, Devin White, his problem with coverage, um, and that was all the more apparent against the Falcons. He's supposed to be lined up covering line or uh, tight ends, and Kyle Pitts and Johnny Smith felt like they were getting whatever they wanted there, especially at the end of the game. I look, I mean, he got he's got to learn it eventually. It's been I know they won a Super Bowl with him not being able to cover the tight end, but like eventually you gotta you know learn it. Well, the problem is he used to get sacks, fumbles, interceptions, uh, just the the extra points. He's not even yeah. getting that. He's still not getting like, I mean, he was getting the tackles with that, which is the best part. So he's getting 10 tackles a game. Then he'd have a sack or you'd have an interception or you'd have a sack force fumble. Uh, so those big plays, those big games happen so far. It's just been a mediocre linebacker. And it's sad for fantasy. He had that one fun game where he did the interception return for a touchdown, I think. But other than that, yeah. Yeah. So just, just wanted to get that out there. Any other, any other IDP notes you wanted to get out there, Bill? Nope. Covered everything I needed to cover. All right. Well, best of luck to you out there. Uh, if you have any questions, obviously, please feel free to leave them on the YouTube comment section or any other comment section. And Billy will scour the Internet and find those to make sure that we answer them on the next week's pod. For sure. All right. Well, until then. Oh, I, actually, that's I'm sorry. There was a question on the last week's pod and it was like, where the flip did Jordan go? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, he he's, he's studying for some school, man. He's, he's doing some tests and stuff. And I think. Uh, coding, he's learning how to code. He's he's trying to be a hacker. You remember that commercial? It was like you wouldn't download a car. He's trying to download mm-hmm. a car. Uh, he bought a 3D printer and everything. Hopefully, best of luck, man. He's working on the the transmission right now, and that's the toughest part. Yep. Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, um, any other questions? We will we will actually feel free to add. I did look this time, so just want to put that out there. Proud well, of you, Josh. What's your final notes? Any Taylor Swift updates? Uh, no, nothing. I went and saw the movie Killers of the Flower. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.